Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. What a great time for us to get together each day for just a few minutes, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes each day, seven days a week. It keeps us in God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps keep us with a more spiritual mindset to be able to deal with life every day and focused on our relationship with God. And that's important for us to develop that and, and maintain that mindset. Now, you know people in your life who need to change their, their thinking, their focus, don't you? They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Help them get into God's Word and grow in their faith, and again, perhaps even turn to God. Help them to start thinking about their soul's salvation. What a blessing it will be to help them get to heaven. A wonderful blessing for them but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. Well, we're going to get back into our line of thought and study, asking the very profound personal question, are you neglecting your soul's salvation? We need to be open and honest with ourselves because God already knows the answer. We may be fooling a lot of people around us. We may even be blowing a lot of smoke before our own eyes, but God knows the answer, the true answer, and we need to open our eyes, blow the smoke away, and really do some self-examination. Are you neglecting your salvation? We looked at a, the first couple of really basic fundamental ways in which people neglect their salvation. First, we talked about how some people, in fact, a great many people, I would say most people in the world right now, according to what the scriptures say, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, that few are walking down the pathway of truth that leads to eternal life. And most are walking down that broad highway of eternal condemnation that leads to eternal condemnation in hell. Well, again, Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. In verses 21 through 23 in that seventh chapter of Matthew, he even goes on and says, there are a whole lot of people who call themselves believers in him and followers of his. Now, we would probably relate that down to simply call themselves Christians today. And he says, no, not only are they not with me, they have never been with me. I've never known them. He identifies them as evildoers or transgressors. And he rejects them. And so their end is eternal condemnation. Well, you see, we're not supposed to follow Jesus some way, or not supposed to follow Jesus some way that we make up that makes us feel comfortable and good within ourselves, but it's not in keeping with God's way communicated to us in his word, the Bible. We need to follow Jesus God's way. We need to follow those instructions and those teachings. But a whole lot of people, they claim to be Christians. They claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, and they'll shout it loud and long. But they have not come to him his way. 
And so in verse 21 of Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So we must follow God. We must follow Jesus God's way. Again, as instructed to us in his word, the scriptures, the Bible. Well, have you come to Jesus in repentance, repenting of your sins? That is, making up your mind, I'm going to turn away from this sinful lifestyle? Have you come to him confessing his name openly as the Son of God and your Lord and Savior? Have you surrendered to him in the act of obedience that is identified as baptism in the scriptures, which is a complete burial in the water, immersion? That's what the word means, immerse. And at that point, the blood that he, sheds in the cro- that he shed on the cross cleansed you of the guilt of your sins. Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Have you been baptized and at that point understood that you came to salvation in Christ as Jesus told the apostles to preach? In Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Did you understand that it was at that point that you come into Christ? Romans 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27. Now, a whole lot of people go through something they they have described to them, to them as baptism, but it's not a burial in the water. It's a sprinkling or a pouring or maybe having as a, as a baby, having had somebody rub some water on their forehead and call it baptism. But none of those is what the, what the word means. It means immerse. A whole lot of people have been immersed in water, but they were told that they were already saved. They were already forgiven before they were baptized. That's not what the scriptures say baptism is for. Baptism is for the remission of sins. It is to have our sins washed away. Acts 2 and verse 38, Acts 22 and verse 16. And it is to bring us into Christ, Romans 6 and verse 3. It is to bring us to the point of salvation in Christ, Mark 16, verses 15 and 16, and 1 Peter 3 and verse 21. Baptism doth also now save us. It is that crossing over point from having been lost in our sins to having been forgiven and cleansed of our sins through the blood of Christ, from having been lost to coming into salvation in Christ. A whole lot of people have neglected their salvation. They have not come to God and come to Jesus God's way. There are a whole lot of people who have done that. They have become Christians. They have been baptized for the remission of their sins, but then they stop paying attention to their faithfulness, to their consistent dedication and obedience and that's their faith. So that's what it's supposed to be. And so they gradually drifted away. They became weaker in their faith. We keep emphasizing on today's Bible class, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. 
Well, a whole lot of people, they, they, once they became a Christian, they kind of relaxed spiritually. And I'm not talking about with confidence and comfort that God bestowed upon them. They relaxed in that they stopped paying attention to their salvation. They stopped paying attention to their spiritual life, and they started drifting farther and farther away from faithfulness to God through Christ. And maybe they fell away altogether. We need to beware to not neglect our salvation. The Hebrews writer said in Hebrews chapter 2, beginning with verse 1, we must give the more earnest heed, the more earnest heed. In other words, pay, pay stringent, diligent attention to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. We've heard the gospel message of salvation through Jesus Christ. We need to keep paying attention to it and live by it, lest we drift away. The devil's always going to try to work on us to pull us away from faithfulness and away from God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we need to give the more earnest heed. We need to always be diligent to stay focused and keep living the life of faithful Christianity. In verse 3, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Are you neglecting your salvation? We wouldn't buy a new car and then just neglect it and let it fall into mechanical disrepair. We wouldn't buy a new house and just let it fall down around our ears because we didn't take care of it. We should not enter into a marriage relationship and neglect that relationship to the point where we lose it altogether. We should not neglect our soul's salvation above all else. That is the most important, the most precious blessing that God offers us, our soul's salvation, eternal life with him in heaven. Jesus made the point that nothing is worth losing our soul over. Nothing compares in value. Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, and he said, it's worth giving up everything that we might need to give up in order to live that faithful, dedicated Christian life. He says it's like a, a, a treasure that's found that is worth selling everything you have for to be able to possess that treasure. It, it, it's like a pearl that is so exquisite and magnificent that it's worth selling everything else you have that is a value to be able to buy that one pearl. But those illustrations and examples really, they pale by comparison to the value of our soul's salvation. Jesus is simply using illustrations that we can relate to in this physical world, but nothing compares to our soul's salvation. Are you neglecting your soul's salvation? If you are, you're being foolish because everything of this world is temporary. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. And this world is passing away. 
But even if it continues as long as we live, we're going to die physically before long in comparison to eternity. And then what? Then what? Don't neglect your soul's salvation. We're going to look at some additional ways that people neglect their soul's salvation next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to be always alert, to be always mindful of how blessed we are to have that offer of forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ and thereby eternal life with you in heaven. Help us to never neglect our salvation and to live a life that demonstrates to the world just how important it is to be saved in Christ. Please guide us, Father, along these lines. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.